I don't know. You guys should just be thankful that you know that I, we have I you. allowed you guys to borrow this. Oh, right, right, right. I would like to interrupt yeah. Caleb right I, now. I thanked you before this podcast yeah. for bringing boards and mics. And ten minutes into this film, he's like, "Hey, guys, I, want I forgot to everything." I want to interrupt this conversation because this isn't about Caleb. No, tonight. No, it's yeah, not. Thank this goodness. is about Russia. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Russia? No, just kidding. This is about Ricky and Ethan because it's their last ever pod with us in person before Ricky leaves literally tomorrow. Tomorrow. From Portland. And he decided Bye. to spend the evening with us, and I've never been so honored. So yeah. thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. We love and we you. Also Thanks, found Ricky. Out today that Ethan Hasso got his visa so that. Hey! You got it today, right? Today. This morning. So he's officially boarding a boat to China as Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, why, why not MasterCard? Not to China. Oh, sorry, to London. <laughs> MasterCard. What better way to end their time with us than to end the journey that we started before Film Snobs even started mm-hmm. with Sergey Did this, bon- Was this before? This was before we this even was started. This was before? There's no way this was before. When we started it because it was over two years ago and we started Film Snobs uh, October. That's crazy. No, that was, spooked, that was Spooktober. Yeah, well, we that's did our first episodes. step. No, well, officially. Yeah. We did stuff before that. That's what I'm saying. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> but we watched I Sergei, think it was during Full Snobs. We watched Sergei Bondarchuk's 1962 like, to 66 masterpiece because he filmed it for forever. Uh, War and Peace. And it's in four parts. And we watched the first three parts over two years ago <laughs> and never finished it now, and then I waited we two years to watch the first three parts and now we're finishing it with the fourth part so this is correct yeah and what, what a final viewing insane. this was, this was awesome that was insane nuts. do we want to follow typical shot. film snobs protocol and go straight into the movie or do we want to say thoughts on Ricky and Ethan or do we want to save that for the end Let's and save Ethan and Ricky to the end. Let's Can save them give, for the end. Give like a, a brief overview of the lore of War and Peace so and wa- all of it. War and Peace is a novel written by Leo Tolstoy, and it's like the most famous really long novel ever. So he wrote it, and then everyone loved it, and then everyone's like, we're going to make this a movie, except like Hollywood did it in the 50s with Audrey Hepburn, and it's not that great. Um, is that what did? you wanted? Well, that and then just maybe and like there's a lot of stuff that happened during filming. I don't oh, know if yeah. you wanted to talk about I'll that. I'll get into that now. For those of you who don't know, War and Peace is a movie about War and Peace. There's a lot of characters and there's <laughs> a lot of things that happen. We can't get into all of it because it's eight hours long and the book's like over a thousand pages long. So go have a read if you need to know the plot. You're not going to get that here because that would be the whole episode. Um, <laughs> but this movie was actually commissioned by the government of Russia. And apparently there was a... Uh, dispute over who should direct it by the Arts Council of Russia because in that country a lot of movies are like governmentally funded and they chose this like no-name guy who didn't have much under his belt named Sergei Bondarchuk to direct it and apparently he was like outcast by a lot of other Russian directors and filmmakers because they were like upset that the job went to him. Mm. So anyways, he directs it. It ends up being like... Um, if you guys have heard the word epic for movie bef- before, <laughs> like compared to this, all those movies are indies. 
Can you guys affirm <laughs> me in that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like literally, yep. he was given free reign of like over ten thousand troops of the Russian army to do whatever he wanted with them. And you uh, see those troops. <laughs> he was given access to museums in Russia and all the old furniture to use in shots. Oh wow! Uh, he was given four or five years to film this eight-hour thing. Um, he had two heart attacks during filming because he was so stressed out. Jeez. And uh, for those of you who don't know this, who watched the movie, specifically Eric, the director is also <laughs> the main actor of the movie, Pierre Buzokov. That's the director? That's the director. Yep. Wait, what? Yeah. He played a role in this movie? Mm-hmm. No. So anyways, that's a quick background to this movie, the epic of all epics. That's a five-star masterpiece. I want to give everyone initial thoughts. I guess I have one question just on that topic. Yeah. Uh, How did, like, the government respond to the finished product? Like, were they cool with it or... They were cool with it, but it wasn't as much of a hit as they were expecting. Okay. Hmm. The first part came out and people loved it, and then, like, there's a part coming out every year and... Interest waned both in America and in Russia for some reason. Hmm. But this is like the Russian film. Like this highlights the country and its people and like... Yeah, I, th- I would agree with that. No, come and seize the Russian film. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I have gushed about the production it. of it, but for the film itself, I want to get initial thoughts from all of you. Let's start with the man who has seen it, all of it most recently, Eric Peterson. <laughs> Are we just talking about... <clears throat> excuse me. Are we just talking about four... Nope. All of it. All of it. Yeah, oh, wow. Just give initial thoughts on all of it. Um, well, initial initial thoughts were that I thought it was garbage and I didn't want to watch it, and so I didn't watch it with you guys. <laughs> um, no, I didn't think it was garbage, but I just didn't. I just didn't find it very interesting, and so I didn't watch it with you guys. And um, and so yeah, you guys watched three parts without me. And then, jeez, uh, I was still at my apartment, so I don't know before April. I was uh, I was watching. I was like, okay, guys, I'm gonna start this because there were some rumors that um, we were gonna watch the fourth part. Little did I know how late that would be, but um, I started watching them back to back to back. I was gonna spread them out after like a couple of days, but I, wa- I think I watched all three in the same day or two, and then the, the other one the day later. Um, <clears throat> but holy cow, this movie! is insane <laughs> um the, the the shots are second to none it's beautiful there's so many beautiful 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 scenes um i think i had written down like a ton of stuff to talk about this film when i was just like i was like live uh texting all the snobs like w- my thoughts when i was watching yeah you were freaking out you're like are you kidding me out. it's true and it was like before it got extra massive mm-hmm. and we we're like oh just you wait <laughs> I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't believe, I gave part one four stars, part two four and a half, part three four and a half, uh, and I could go more into my, my notes that I took later, but just, be, and, and just, and just the, the, the film is also beautifully crisp. It's like, oddly, we were talking about this on the, on the fourth part, but just like an oddly crisp film for its time period. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying like oddly, but I feel like most films aren't this like clear and it was recently restored as in the last couple years okay to look this good yeah so that helps so yeah man uh not much more to say 
everyone should everyone should see this. The man who's leaving himself, <laughs> Ricky Richard Rick, Rick, Rick Gecko. Uh, what was Richard, your initial game? Hello. Gecko. Skibipity. Skibipity, Mister Jibipity. Mister Mister Jibipity was my my best friend. <laughs> caught on a wall. <laughs> And you, you flies for me. And now he's in Eric's office. Yes, now he's in Eric's Unless, world. yeah, I didn't know that was Jibibity, but uh, now we know. <laughs> yeah, he died and I put him in a show. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, War and Peace. Uh, I have the book on my shelf. Haven't read it yet. It's big, so we'll get there one day. Um, <laughs> so this was my first introduction to War and Peace. Um it's honestly hard for me to talk about it because we watched the first three parts so long ago, but the fourth part was like masterpiece level. And I do remember at least that much that like this whole thing is just like an epic masterpiece. As Jared was saying, like mm. truly like, I don't think anything before or since is like this massive, just the scale of everything on screen. I don't think we'll ever get anything this massive, like actually on screen just because CGI makes it too easy to not do that. Um, yeah, but it, it really shows. It just looks incredible. Um, I think it's amazing that a film this massive is also so like experimental and just like, yeah, is always so interesting with how it approaches various shots and just, uh, yeah, I don't know. The sixties, I guess were just an experimental time. It seems like, especially in Europe, but man it's just wild and i adore it um and i could just keep gushing but i'll keep it there it was a good time yeah we're thumbs up we're currently re-watching the first one right second the second and it's just kind of playing in the background and we just saw this shot where he's filming in the dark and filming into light and it just was like how did the lighting the lighting in this film how does he get like all the shots so perfect oh my god it's bonkers it's crazy even hasso um, yeah, I think what stands out is compared to other movies that are maybe not quite this old, but movies that start using more technology and things, it just looks, you can tell it looks fake, mm. right? In o- mm-hmm. other old movies, but this one, everything looks so realistic and feels realistic. I mean, when you get 10,000 soldiers to get to be in those big war shots instead of having a hundred and then like multiplying that with yeah. the green screen or something. Um, it just looks so amazing. And just the commitment to that realism, but then coupled with the way that it's, it is experimental in some of the shots it takes. It's just like so interesting to see. And especially that, that lad, this last bit we just watched was, Man, I don't understand how everyone's not stealing some of the stuff this guy does. I feel the same way. It's mm-hmm. so like, I don't think it matters. Even if I knew they were stealing it, if they used it in, in, a, in an appropriate way, would it, be, it would be amazing. Yeah. So I'm just, wow, I don't know why people are sleeping on this. It feels like it's just slept on in general. Like, I, I feel think like it it's is not yeah. talked about. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. It did make me tired. Yeah, it made you tired. No, <laughs> I mean, you just feel it. I mean, you just feel yeah, the no. weight of what it took to make this one. And so, I, I like movies like that where I can feel like all the filmmakers' care and attention to a piece. And I think this definitely does that. Mm-hmm. I the only thing the only thing I can think, and I know this doesn't compare, but I'm just thinking of scale and number of people used 
to like make this production. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of like when Peter Jackson tried to make all three Lord of the Rings at the same time. Mm-hmm. He had like eight different directors on different parts of the country and like thousands of people and, and the actors who like in principle photography usually stay for like a month or two were there for like a year and a half yeah. or, or two years. It was like insane. Yep. And so I'm just thinking of like scale, like that's the only thing that I can think of that like you or like Gandhi where they used like it's a ten, billion like extras for that one scene. Yeah. Like the most <laughs> extras ever. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, yeah, we just, we just don't see as much of that anymore, but um, unless you have to, like, I feel like Peter Jackson did that because like, he was like, all right, let's crank it all out at the same time. And I don't know if we know that that's, basically what he did for some of this or if he did them a year or two years apart yeah it took like over four it was like four or five years of filming something like you that. can tell the young girl like definitely looks older yeah. by the end oh okay and he's pretty much consistently making it he wasn't taking long breaks which is why he had two heart attacks right <laughs> right that's what i was wondering <laughs> even oh, though he's like 40 he wasn't that old when he made this. wow right. jeez wow. and he's in some of these scenes doing some insane stuff yeah. and he looks a lot like my english teacher from high school <laughs> <laughs> a lot a lot like like so i'm staring at him right now on the screen. that looks like mr wing <laughs> Shout out, Mr. Wing. Yeah, wherever you are, Mr. Wing, you... He was great. And that's, a young, Mr. that's a young Wing? John Daly right there. <laughs> John Daly. <laughs> or John Stewart, that's what I meant to say. Caleb Zier, do you, want, do you care to comment about War and Peace at all? Yeah, this movie is just massive in... One, just in the production of it, but also I think there's a lot of heart. We talked a lot about like the filmmakers' care behind making this and... Um, a lot of times when, when filmmakers take risks, I think we can, I don't know, sometimes tell they're a little timid with it, but I feel like there's like a lot of confidence too in these risks that they're taking, uh, in just all the shots and the long takes, um, in the, the, um, Zip line shots oh. through through the battlefield. That was how how they got the huge. Like I, I'm still curious how they shot like up through the clouds. Hmm. How they did uh, helicopter. I don't know, man. Something. Was there a zip line? It looks so different than other helicopter shots. I don't know, like how. Mm-hmm. Maybe hot air balloon. Maybe I in the know. fourth one, wasn't there a zip line when they were tearing Moscow apart? Wasn't there a zip line through a building? Oh yeah, yeah. And they went through all of the. And I was just like. Wait, what? Right. Oh my god. I thought it was like over a building or there was no roof on it or something, or maybe that's how they mm. did it. But like, oh my god, they were like going under the arches and wild. This wild. movie's got it's got romance, it's got ballroom dancing. This ballroom it scene? has battles, oh. it has bears, it has intrigue, it has bears. it has um <laughs> it has it all, and it's just and uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. A lot, a lot of people aren't going to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. whether, I don't know if it's like a language barrier. People just don't like reading subtitles. Um, but man, or it's too like, long. If, if anyone like enjoys good filmmaking, I think they need to watch this. Absolutely. Just it's, a lot of times, I'm I'm not reading what's happening. And I'm like, oh shoot, I missed it because I was just focused on just how beautiful like the shots are. Um, yeah, I think if you need inspiration as a filmmaker, yeah, watch these films. Yeah, yeah, insane. this is jeez. Well, it's, it like opens with the credits on those like paintings yeah. of like war yep. scenes and stuff, and then it's like, all right, now we're just gonna give you those actual paintings like 
with people. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, like, like for each show, it feels like a, yeah, some sort of painting. Hi, this is Jared. I talked about the opening of the movie a lot, or the production, so I won't bore you with my initial thoughts. Um, I do think it's a five-star masterclass. I think it's probably one of the greatest, maybe ten, probably one of the ten greatest achievements in cinema ever. Mm. Um, I've seen it three times now. Normally when I watch something this long, I don't usually have the, uh, I don't want to go back to it until like five to ten years later, and I've already gone back to this twice. I could watch this endlessly, honestly. <laughs> this, yeah, um, I'm, I, this is, I could oh, watch this is where it goes car. up. This is where it like lifts up. Oh, yeah, we're watching the ballroom scene right now in the background. But it's like there are so many shots in this and so many camera moves and so many edits that I'm like, it's the 60s. Right. And surely everyone's stolen everything by 2022, and I have never seen these things before. Um, and they still haven't been done in modern movies. Um, and, it, and it's beautiful, too. And I love the... It's such a unique musical. It's so Russian classical, and it's so discordant that's the, yeah, that's a lot the of the thing. time, which is... What? What, 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 what are you talking Which about? is so not what we're used to in cinema, but I, I think I love it. That's great. The music. Oh, the music? It's just kind of like, it's not your classic sentimental cinema music. It's like this Russian Mm -hmm. classical, very complex, almost kind of haunting, cacophonous. Like in this last part, there was, I don't even remember the part, but there was like these thumps in the background that Mm. it just kept building and it made me like uneasy. Like it just, I don't know. Yeah, so if you guys can't hear in our voices, we we are over the moon about War and Peace, the Russian version directed by Sergei Bondarchuk uh, from the early to mid 60s. Because yeah. there had been a lot of War and Peace stuff. Not the Paul Dano one. Not the Paul Dano one. Not the BBC There's a Paul version. Dano not the one. Audrey Paul Dano Hepburn. plays Pierre. There's a Paul what? Dano one? <laughs> he was in the BBC one, I think, oh. which I started and then I shut off after the first episode because they're trying to make it all sexy and I was like it's War and Peace you don't have to add sex scenes to War and Peace <laughs> we implore you it's on HBO Max it is on HBO this War and Peace is on HBO Max and the Criterion channel so if you have either of those and Ethan has a Blu-ray so if you want yeah. to <laughs> if you need a Blu-ray you have a week I'm um, your week man before he sells it Ethan let me borrow the Blu-ray oh, for two years this. Isn't that just awesome? Oh, man. That is great. Ain't that just the way? Ain't that just the the way? way. Okay. What? We we have been gushing about um, how this movie looks and the craft of it. And I want each of you to give me um, either a shot or a sequence. Impossible. Or a type of edit or something that is like... Oh, I already know. Really? Okay, go, Ethan. I'm going to have to go back that, to the the In the fourth part, before right right before Ricky had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> those like seven minutes before it kind of like cut to a different kind of piece of the film, I just thought was incredible where those men are being... They're bringing out like, I guess, Russian prisoners... And they're kind of taking them to this big. Is, is it like a dead tree or like a a, a pole yeah, they set kind up of or something? Pole. And they're tying them up, blindfolding them, and then just shooting them. And there's at what point where they get two guys together, and the camera, like the the, the angle on it, is kind of below, and you see all the the spears kind of pointing down on them and they're in the middle and the camera swoops up and it's like looking at the city and it's upside down and it comes back and there's fire and then Hmm. they die and then it goes to this one guy that gets this young kid gets put up there and it's like slow-mo 
and the camera just pushes it and there's no sound for a while and then there's this weird sound um and then he like dies and it's slow and it's kind of just chaotic and kind of uneasy mm. and i just oh, i love that Mm-hmm. That was just like that's when I was like, why isn't anyone doing this? That slow mo pushing felt like it was from 2022. It, it did didn't feel like it was from 1960. It did, yeah, man, it so good. Yeah, it's fine. I'm thinking of a shot from maybe the first part mm. when they're in a meeting with like one of the generals, and there's like the guy sitting behind the desk, and they're shooting over the shoulder of a guy sitting on the desk, sitting behind the desk, and then he's talking to two other people. And it shifts for over the shoulder, looking to the guy on the left behind, like over the shoulder. And then it comes back wide to see the guy, the back of the man, and then the two men he's talking to. And then we talk to the guy on the right. It, the camera shifts to going over his shoulder. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Do you remember which yeah, part I know I'm talking, what you're talking about? about yeah. Like the camera keeps like pulling back and shifting and going over the shoulder, whoever he's talking to. And then it comes back and goes pans and goes over the shoulder and i just never seen that before of carrying a conversation between um three people where clearly the the person's talking individually to one person and so just the the way they shot that i thought was really interesting Mm. the camera matches the conversation yeah and normally they would either just probably like cut or they would just have the two people in the same shot over the shoulder right where he takes the time to switch it it up it's like an interesting way that i think just camera movement keeps someone invested mm. and in kind of keeps you in the scene and so cutting away i think would not make it as um yeah it, it would pull you out a bit but yeah from them just lingering and that's a long take at least a couple minutes um so yeah i love that moment i also love the moment in this fourth part um where the main character uh, pierre is it's at night and he looks up at the stars and like you have the clouds and I, the stars are beautiful at night, but I think when you also can see the clouds behind the like the silhouette of the the light from the moon, I think that just makes it even more beautiful. Then he looks at the camera and starts like talking to the audience. I think that's, yeah, that was that was cool. That was mm-hmm. really, that was really good. There's too many good things, but I I'll, it's hard to I'll just pick two. One from <laughs> this part four that's fresh in my mind was the. Um, when like Moscow's being like burnt down, yeah, dude, and there's just this like Jeez. kind of manic scene of these like burning buildings mm. and the camera moving through it and cutting a lot, and it's just mm. insane. Is it like when it keeps cutting back to Pierre's face mm. and then he's like seeing it all and it's like all these different? You see yeah, like something there's falling and burning in the reflection of his glasses. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. it's just like that, and then there's the one where it's like moving through the burning building mm. too, yeah. and it's just like all of that, like that whole like segment, I guess, was just. I don't. I could. I just like felt the like anxiety of that oh. moment, and yeah, it was just. It was just great. Yeah. Um, but I, there's one moment that just sticks out to me from the first part, I believe, and I like, don't even remember the characters at this point. But it was like two people, like from a ballroom dance or whatever, and they're like in a back room and they like kiss, and then the moment like it's like oh, the mo- yeah. moment freezes where it like they're like two ghosts that like continue kissing, and then the, they actually like walk on and like. The moment ends, but it like lingers on the screen. Yeah, uh, like you can see you can well. see them kissing, but then you can also see them walking from where they had kissed at the same time 
and they're like kissing is almost like translucent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the like overlaid yeah. image yeah. that's like fading out. But because that's the moment that they're lingering on as they walk away. Yeah, which I again I had never like really seen the. Uh, I'm spacing on the term for the overlaying shots, but any, I've never seen yeah. it used in that way, which is just cool. Hmm. That's I, such I, a great moment. It's I feel kinda, like, yeah, it feels ghostly. I, yeah, I, I feel like some of the experimentation, a lot of it has to do with how it's like edited and stuff, That it's particularly with it being film. And now I feel like today you just wouldn't see a lot of this stuff because also like just film's not as prominent, maybe. Mm-hmm. But still, there's mm-hmm. that's like 50 years unaccounted for. Uh, anyways, yeah, that's my two thoughts. Hmm. Okay, I got three. <laughs> wow. Um, it's like, uh, I'm going to give you 10 moments. <laughs> Top ten. Top ten, top ten. <laughs> uh, in part four, <laughs> it yeah. is for sure... A horse is just eating a tree right now, and that's great. <laughs> and that's Eric's number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the animal stuff, yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy hacking the, the horse. <laughs> yeah, the frozen horse. He's literally just trying oh to... Oh, my God. Uh, no, no. In part four, it's when the French army first gets to the outskirts <laughs> of Moscow, and Napoleon is just sitting there... Or standing there at the at the at the hilltop mm-hmm. with his army kind of behind him, and it literally looks like a painting. I mean, it was just like this panoramic kind of like here's the hilltop, and he's just standing there looking out, looking like really kind of like a general, like like any of his paintings would be painted with like his army behind him. I thought that was like whoa. Geez. This is something I what thought of shot. that I wanted to mention, and Caleb's already mentioned the clouds. Like yep. this movie films the horizon and the clouds way in the background better than any I like I can't think of another movie that has horizons with clouds as good. <laughs> yeah. Um that's cuz they could just wait 3 months until the clouds look right <laughs> then take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like look at this right now with the wolf and the clouds yeah, behind it. Get that get that wolf baby. <laughs> that's actually the director in a wolf costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jim Carrey in a <laughs> It's a real life wolf I promise. Uh and then in, in part 3 the war scene where all the cannons are firing uh, at the same time and those sweeping shots and how they were like so fast and it was just like all kind of like synchronized and it was just like so insane. Like that cannon scene <laughs> blew my mind. Pun intended. Um, Whoa, good intention. I intended it. Um, <laughs> what is it? Oh yeah. And then, uh, and then in part, so my third one is in part two. The cabin scene. The cabin scene, so good. The cabin scene, where it's just like her, and she's like, they're they're singing that song, and she's dancing, and it's just like, it's like this, I think it's like the last innocent moment before anything, like, before everything just kind of goes, like, real crazy. <sighs> I'm scrolling ahead to the cabin oh, scene yeah, for you, Eric. This. Oh, my God. So freaking beautiful. And just, like, the man playing the, the music, and, oh. God, I was like, I was, I was just like zoned in on this scene. Like I, I, I felt, I feel like I wasn't even breathing. Like it was just so beautiful. So pure. Um, no, I'm with you. The first time I watched this, I remember like part two is my favorite partly because of that. Mm. I was like, it's so. Yeah, ma'am. Those are mine. Um, I'm going to go with what haven't we talked about the war scenes already? The, I mean, I don't know how to explain to the people out there who haven't seen this, but the war scenes are bonkers. 
just because there's so many people everywhere. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it should be possible. Man, I love choreographing everything. And yeah, like the timing. Oh my god, what a nightmare! <laughs> I love the ballroom scenes in this though. Oh, they're yeah. so good, and yeah. specifically when they're dancing and spinning, and the camera's kind of following them. He does these cuts where there's like a a twinkle of crystal sound. And like it's cut with like a quick <sighs> image of crystal. Yep. Um, like yeah, it was a that was so good. And it like matches their spins, and it's kind of like yep. the chandeliers around them. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an like I love it. Mm. It's just such an interesting edit. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how to. I don't know why no one else has done that <laughs> because it's so brilliant. The ball scene from the third one where they're in that like glassy blue yeah. floor and blue walls and blue it was just like all kind of like real glassy blue yeah. I was like god this building looks insane they had like a ball dance there as well they kind of had like an opening one Yeah, that was beautiful yeah I'm just so obsessed with how he edits this movie some of it's like jarring because you just don't expect an edit and then some of it's like he does that kind of crystal edit thing, but it's like fuzzy, like you can't see it, like it blurs vision. Mm-hmm. In the fourth one, especially, there are a lot of vision blurring yeah. moments that I think actually thematically made sense. Mm-hmm. But well, I think yeah, some of those were when the um, Andre or is that his name? Yeah, was dying when he was dying. So I mean, that kind so, of so yeah. Sense. As you guys can tell, this movie's got everything. It's got ballroom dances. It's got war. It's got nature. It's got lovely cabin music and fires of hell raging around while Moscow burns. Mm. Um, mm. I want to know if there was uh, a character that you guys enjoyed the most or a character's journey because I feel like we could talk about the craft forever, but there's, it's a movie of people too and characters. Hmm. I feel like it's just hard for me to track because of our time gap in watching all of it. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, Pierre's at the end. I like, I love mm. like his arc just in this last part in particular, him being like amongst the common people and mm-hmm. seeing how they experience suffering and like watching that firsthand. I think him, who you see kind of in the throes of despair, kind of coming around to like a hopeful end, is really cool to see. So. Mm. And him like wanting to make a difference, and like you know he he was like I'm gonna dress like a commoner and kill Napoleon. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna save my, yeah I'm gonna save my people and you know yeah that conversation that he has with the guy in the like wooden building with the potato <laughs> yeah yeah that guy's the best that, that guy was great potato, he had a nice dog. I was like gonna like cry right there I was like oh, this guy he's just incredible. <laughs> guy i like andre's journey am i saying his name right is that is that who yeah it's andre oh it's andre okay um and just like that scene with like the oak tree uh i think it's in part one and he's like kind of contemplating some things and he 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 like he like goes up and down in his journey of like he has this really contemplative moment where he's like in a carriage and he's just like he needs to like snap out of it and like rejoin life. And that's where he like starts falling in love again with yeah. this, with this girl. I thought that like just watching his journey of like introspection, he has that, that whole like carriage scene where he's just like, he's like riding in it and he's like noticing the trees and like mm. the nature and everything like that. And he's like, 
he's just like he's he's going on a full journey of like depression to accept to like grief and acceptance and like who am i and like what's my place in this world is like all on this carriage ride i was like oh my god and like you just kind of like follow him um didn't think he was gonna die uh at the end but that was i don't know how i feel about his Mm. his death but yeah like him opening up the gates of hell and walking (laughs) in that was nuts yeah right (laughs) And how small he was, like that. That was an interesting. Speaking of carriage rides, this snowy carriage ride in part two that's on screen right mm. now looks so good in blue. Mm. Either yes. you guys have an answer, or you just kind of like whatever. It's too tricky. Uh, Probably echo Ricky. Ricky said it. What yeah. said it pretty well. Oh thanks. Oh thanks, bro. Yeah. Do you yeah, want me to I say it again? I, I, I can't. Oh. <laughs> it, it'd be too difficult, I think, to oh, since yeah, it's no. been. Yeah what two years since we watched the first three parts yeah. and i don't feel like pulling something out of my butt the we don't want something else something we don't want either. <laughs> yeah yeah like, i meant like literally pulling something out oh my god what okay. do you guys <laughs> this is weird <laughs> and you're trying jared? to stop this. you serious <laughs> really please please jared really please take um <laughs> What do you guys take away from this? Other than we we gush on how beautiful it is, but like, what other than that do you take away, or is it just like that? The beauty's enough. Beauty's like seventy five percent of it for me. Yeah, Uh, hurt people. Hurt people. (laughs) Real, real eyes, real lies, real lies. Dude, I got one uh, better. Clear hearts. Hurt people. You say bird people? Yeah. Bird okay. people, burp people. Um, <laughs> uh, they're called birdies. <laughs> what is happening, what, what, guys? What's the quote at the end? Uh, can you, does, can anyone think of the quote? Uh, we'll have to finish part two, then part three, and okay. then get to we'll just wait till it's I can tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can, I can paraphrase it. Let's say Eric do it. No, 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 tell it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about what Pierre said? Uh, yeah, that well, was narration at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, what was it? I believe he was saying um, if all of the if all of the wicked and evil men in the world can come together and ban and 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 do things um, it, what what are you doing? Oh, accidentally okay. sat on a remote. That's all. <laughs> Not trying um, to pull something out. And okay. kind of and and collaborate and 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 kind of pool their power together for for evil then then i believe that honest men can as well and and should hmm. uh, yeah. that's what pierre said i don't know if that's the quote you're talking about that's the quote mm-hmm. i was thinking of yeah yeah i think that that's just a really good quote especially i, I love in, in times like of war where there's a lot of like horrible things happening and a lot of people hurting each other um, mm. a lot of innocent people being hurt um a lot of times I think we focus on like the negative uh, things that are happening and the, the people that are doing the horrible things but I think there are also people that are doing very good things and sometimes we see those things happening and sometimes we don't I think about the quote at the end of A Hidden Life um, mm. where it's like sometimes it's people who uh, do unhistoric acts those who rest in unvisited tombs that uh, sometimes are make, doing the greatest change and those people need to stick together mm. Yeah, and we see we see that represented in in such a beautiful way. These men who have um, raped the earth and pillaged their city and burned it to the ground, and they're feeding them when when they yeah. when they when they when they retreat 
and they're stuck in the Russian winters and basically dying and just 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 chopping frozen horses for meat. The the Russian army comes around, feeds them sings with them like one of the French guys oh, just yeah. starts singing a song and all the other French soldiers start singing it and they're all kind of humming it together and then the general is like aren't these just men aren't these like us aren't these people like us um, uh, and it was just like oh man that's that's such compassion when these are the people who um, threw you out of your city and, and burned it to the ground and now and now you have to rebuild but they're like, but they're human beings too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, what a great message at the end of that. Yeah. That's so good. That's so, so good. And, and I don't know how realistic, like if that, you know, actually happened. Well, I think but, oftentimes though, especially, I don't know, but I think a lot of war really like both sides, it's just common people that were told by their leaders to go do this thing it's and they, yeah it's like they don't feel that strongly some of them get indoctrinated mm-hmm. um uh, i thought it was interesting the one french dude that like the first one to show up in moscow and come oh. pierre's door mm. yeah and he's yeah. kind of like speaking this like napoleon propaganda about how great it is to like be conquered by the french and stuff yeah and you almost like believe him. you're like oh okay cool yeah it's nice and then you like go outside and they're burning the city down yeah right so right I, yeah i just even the even like him, it's like he probably did believe that, but he's just brainwashed. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just like I think there's just a disconnect there. I guess same mm-hmm. thing with I think the beginning focuses a lot, and I guess the whole movie, but like the, the separation between the common people and like the high society of yeah. Russia, um, which I mean ultimately led to like the World War Two. I guess would be the climax of that, them mm-hmm. kind of overthrowing their whole government um, because. They treated their common people like for so long and just sent them into the meat grinders of war when they didn't really care. They just wanted to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric, play Welcome to Hell by Black Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though. <laughs> and now play Highway to Hell by ACDC. <laughs> Um, I think of what resonates from this whole thing for me is, you know, what's the source of glory? Hmm. You know, is it is it the big, rich kind of ballroom scenes, you know, where all these um, high society people can kind of show off together? You know, is it is it Andre out on the battlefield wanting to die in glory? You know, Mm -hmm. is it Pierre trying to like especially in the fourth part say like I'm gonna go defeat Napoleon as a common person you know Mm -hmm. trying to find the glory there of very David and Goliath-esque kind of mentality Mm -hmm. or is it in rebuilding your city with your people Mm. you know and I just think that that's kind of a big kind of theme around the whole thing is like what is what is the most glorious thing that humans can do and I don't know if it's making a comment on that exactly but that's at least what I felt oh I think it is yeah. 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 It's let the winter handle them. It's yeah. let the winter handle <laughs> No, them. for real. I think Don't. that's a huge thing in War and Peace. Um, just how uh, not in control of our fate we are, and how so many of the characters realize that. Either like they are rich and then they're hit by war and all of a sudden they're as hungry as they could possibly be, right. or the French army 
is the most powerful thing ever and they can't be stopped. But then a winter storm just, and all of a sudden it's like they're taken out. Mm. And it's like you're, there is a sense where your circumstances are up to a fate that you can't control, right. which mm. is where I think when Pierre starts laughing when he's talking to the camera, he just like finally realizes, I think he comes to a realization of that. And that's where he's like, oh, I'm free. You can't do anything to me because like you're not in control of this anyway. There's a higher sovereign power right. that's hmm. doing this. Hmm. And yeah. even the one general, when he found out that France was uh, retreating, he was just like, thank you, God. Thank you, creator. Be- thank you, Lord, creator. Because he realized, right. like, there's right. nothing we can do to stop this. Um, yeah. But he's like, but we prayed to you and you answered that. Mm. And that's, that was the only thing that could have saved us anyway. Hmm. That's nature. What, I, and that's why I like that conversation he has with the common dude right after the the firing squad scene was just like resonant because I think he says that too, right? About kind of yeah. That's like I just realized like it's up to fate. I don't really have control over what's going to happen to me tomorrow. But mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, the Russian. I think this movie is very Russian with that end quote because it's like if we band together, then we can try to stop the evil at least. Hmm. Interesting last phrase. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think? What does Russia think about this movie now? They still really like it? That's a really good <laughs> Well, you know, there was that one part, that one part where anything? the Russian man was like, they're invading our country and that's yeah. not cool, but we're going to escort yeah. them out. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't invade. No, imagine, <laughs> imagine like invading other countries for like your own sense of pride. <laughs> yeah, not so... I can tell you some Russians don't like it. Right. What are we saying uh, but, here bluntly? No, but, <laughs> this but is like, Putin's favorite move. No. Oh, okay, I mean, like, right. even, like, I, I don't think this is maybe a common thing, but you'll see where people just, like, want to shit on all people that are Russian because, like, what's happening today. And it's like, I'm pretty sure most Russian people aren't, yeah. like, like loving Bind what's happening it, right. either. It's just no. you have shitty, evil leaders that... There are riots in the streets when that stuff yeah. is happening. I mean, it's it's I, I think it's it's no different than if, like, a leader here does something and, like, an outside country is like, oh, the all of the people are behind that leader. It's like, when is that a thing? When is, when is all people behind a leader unanimously? When Trump was elected, we all became MAGAs. <laughs> We we, we, we we all got on board the Trump train. <laughs> Every, everyone you showed got up a MAGA with your MAGA hat. hat. <laughs> I would not be surprised if we all got MAGA hats in the mail. <laughs> well, why didn't we? That would have been like, that would have been dope. It's, it's for the comeback in twenty twenty four. Just wait. Just I'm wait. sorry, everybody. I survived uh, two impeachments. <laughs> gosh, God. Um, let's, let's go back to the movie, please, oh, yeah. please. Um, well, that was really great. We just watched part two. That was, that was phenomenal. Yeah. That was so good. And now no, um, part, part I just got so a text good. that my mobile hotspot has exceeded its 15 gigabytes. <laughs> it's because uh, you were using it for work, dude. <laughs> well, it's because I was using it for War and Peace part, part two. Oh. I didn't know that there was a limit on that. I was like, it's my hotspot. It's my unlimited data. You can't stop is me. Is it per day or per week or what is it? Per month. It Holy per month. wow. Are you on T-Mobile? My Verizon. He's a Verizon boy. This is my PSA. Anthony um, Mincer, hook up internet if you can, please. Okay. So, <laughs> what, uh, part four. <laughs> All parts. That was great. 
all great. What about the parts? No, I just mean like, where where would you um, would you would you put this on a on a on a top fifty of all time? Oh, higher than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Top ten, probably. Top ten, just for what it is. Like, yeah. the achievement of it is unachievable again. Where, like, most movies, I'm like, that can be achieved again. This, I'm like, that can't be achieved again. Hmm. I might have to put this on my top four on Letterboxd. Whoa. Whoa. Holy I mean, crap. just, not because it's just incredible, but so people can see and be like, yeah. huh, what's that about? Yeah. And, and they're like, maybe one or two people out Ethan there really knows will watch this movie and be forever changed. <laughs> people need to see it. People need to see what this. Is, well, which, which would get knocked off? That's the question. What? Which of your four would get knocked off? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll pray about it. <laughs> First, you have to start reviewing again. I think Last Crusade would get knocked off. I can't tell you how, like... <laughs> Last Crusade is on yours? Hell yeah. Because I don't want Ethan even apologist. using Letterbox yeah. anymore. He, uh, he talks a big talk about upgrading his top four. I don't think he's going to upgrade it ever. Yeah, I, I get so I sad every time I look on Letterbox and I don't see you review Yeah, Okay, you don't get sad. I do. No, you don't. Ethan. I do. Uh, can I ask a question? See, I believe yeah. Eric. <laughs> Caleb, what's um, your question? Your hair's wild and I love yeah, it. Yeah, your hair's wild and I love uh, it. Is it possible to be to rank like part one, part two, part three, part four, or is it all just one thing? You mean Because I kind of view literally this as like, on Letterboxd? Well, well, yes, no, no, I just all. mean like <laughs> um, I, I feel like yeah. I can't view one without viewing the other, even though we did view three parts for two years before seeing the fourth. But you part. could very easily rank. <laughs> each I, part. I know, but I, I feel like it's not fair to be like, oh, you know, I watched part two of War and Peace when I was yeah. like, man, you just, the whole thing you got to see. I don't know. Yeah, right. I, I just do. You guys see this as a four-part thing or as a whole movie? I see it as a whole, but I do think the four parts are semi-distinct at the same time. Hmm. Yes, it's kind of like it's kind of like four acts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's from the guy that rates all the Harry Potters the same thing. (laughs) That's me. Same with this. I rank all four of these five stars. Um. Yeah, I see it as a whole movie. Yeah, primarily. Yeah, because it's not quite. It's not quite like. It doesn't feel to me like an anthology. Yeah. And there's no uh, resolve. Even if there is like distinctions within them, they're not distinct enough for me to say like. This is a standalone that just happens to be in the same like, you know, time period or something like that. It really does all feel like it in every part, every character's journey is moved forward and we see different things and so yeah, I think I see it as a whole. One one book, one movie. Mm. Mm. One book. One yeah, I, I rated these differently individually, but if I was rated as a collective, it would be five stars. Well then do it already. Well, because I've, I've already rated them individually. But, but, no. <laughs> no. Do you guys hear that? God's thunder? angry at what, what I just said. Yeah. Thunder. Lightning and thunder. Right. That might be, that's like top five worst songs ever. Should we move on? Should we move <laughs> on? Not, to, not, oh, dude, I agree. Imagine yeah, yeah, we move on to Ricky and Ethan I think we should. Does anyone else have any final? I'm sorry, Dad. Do you guys have anything about War and Peace you wanted to talk about? That? Nope, that was great. Thank you. All for right, let's all cry. Let's watch it. Let's that was great, guys. That was great. First, oh, Ethan, my Ethan. Oh, Ethan. Oh, now you call back. I was your least about favorite. to stand up on the coffee table. Caleb on the coffee table. <laughs> I was walking out this door. 
Wow. Oh, Ethan, my Ethan. Call your bluff. Jared bluff. is on the copy team. <laughs> right in front you, of me. Uh, yeah, you get weaving or? No, that was a bluff. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Jared. Um, what do you guys have to say about this dog before he heads out? Um, I do have I do have thoughts, but I'll I'll, I'll let you guys. Ethan has been a uh, a welcomed presence. Ooh, a, uh, a wonderful friend. Thanks for welcoming like me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm Casper. <laughs> He's a welcome Spectre. Um, we'll miss him dearly. I don't know. Uh, I love the thoughts Ethan brings to to movies. I love the the joy he brings. Sometimes he throws curveballs at us. I'm like, I did not know Ethan would like this type of movie. Um, and I I tell you what. I was happy when I started at Navigators. I saw like all these movie posters at an empty desk. I'm like, whose desk is that? They're like, that's Ethan Hasso. He's uh, home right now fundraising. He's like, oh, I'd like to meet the guy. And then he uh, shows up three weeks later, and we talk movies. And then he's like, hey, do you want to go see It Chapter 2? And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll go see It Chapter 2. And that was the first movie Ethan and I watched together. We that was the first movie. Two. And it was a blast, and it's been a wild ride watching. It's been a wild ride. Hmm. And, and laughing alongside Ethan James also. Well, that is my middle name. Solid, dude. Wow. Hmm. You don't have um, to. You can say whatever. Ethan, I love you. Oh, Richard. That's I love it. you too. <laughs> Do you have something to say? To Short me? and succinct. Yes. Um, I think I think we like basically met at the parasite. Really? Mm, parasite? No, we it met. It was at a movie. No, no, no. We met at Denver Biscuit Company. That's how we met. Uh huh. That's when we met. I guarantee you. Hmm. Because that was that was one of my like first few Sundays at downtown after I got back from fundraising. Okay, I just suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I remember meeting Ethan, unlike Ricky, because it was one of the most transformative experiences <laughs> of my life. I went to Monte Papuseria with yeah, Caleb I was there. and Eric before the lighthouse, and he's like, I'm bringing my friend Ethan from Nabs. He <laughs> likes movies. And I was like, okay. And he sat there and ate his pupusa. Like, That's right. He had a beanie on. I so like, he Did I have cool. a beanie? You had a beanie on. Mm-hmm. It was cold. And glasses. I've come to love Ethan as a mm. snob. He views movies from a scripted character perspective that I typically don't, so it's always fun to hear his insights as he, he analyzes in that way. Um, and he's just a mature, godly man. Mm-hmm. And I'm pumped for what he's going to go do in Scotland. Heck so. yeah. I'm going to miss you, though, bro. Heck yeah, dude. I'm going to miss you, too. And he gives the best hugs. Anyone out there who hasn't had the Ethan best. hugs? Ethan the does get on hugs. that quick. Yes. He gives a good hug. Ethan? I wrote something for you, dude. You oh, wrote, you wrote something, something for me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, wow. Ethan, I did. Eric cares Is it a haiku? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ethan, my man. Oh, my man. You are truly the person in this podcast that keeps Caleb in line. <laughs> so frankly, I don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> You're going to Ireland and starting your... I said Ireland. <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Yeah, eventually, yeah. But... Uh, you're, you're going to Scotland and starting your next chapter of life. Um, 
is so very exciting. And I know that I speak for all of us when I say that you will do well there. Your presence on this <laughs> shaking his head like no, he won't. <laughs> your presence on this pod has been one of love and empathy, and I will miss crying to emotional moments with you. Mm. I now have no one to outpeak me on the audio, <laughs> given that we are easily the two loudest people on this. Yep, earth. yep. Uh, next to Ricky when he screams, <laughs> um, I will miss the cakes that you make before an episode or bring. <laughs> You did bring a cake today. I did. <laughs> I will miss you saying wow to literally almost anything Caleb says. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or the rich perspectives you bring to any movie we watch. Ethan, losing you is also incredibly sad, but I know that you will be doing great things in Scotland and bring your love of film wherever you go. You will be greatly missed. Thanks, Eric. Wow. That's like the I first film that. snob eulogy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you do one for Ricky? I did. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow! But this I didn't is awesome. write you a eulogy. <laughs> I'm not dying, bro. <laughs> Just to be clear, listeners, I am not dying. <laughs> I'm moving to the UK slash Ireland. Can we? Can we all? But give I am our, essentially oh, dead. Can we give our favorite uh, Ethan film snobs moment? Oh, I there's a billion. I have mm, one. No, <laughs> you was... have one. <laughs> nice. What is? This? <laughs> uh. Okay, hang on. I can't even remember what movie we were watching. But I compared myself to a burger. <laughs> yes. What? What we do in the shadows. Oh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, Whatever. He's yeah. really lamenting that he's a vampire. He wants to eat his he best friend, friend, but he Ethan doesn't was want like to. talking about that. I'm like, Ethan, imagine if I was like a cheeseburger. <laughs> Ethan lost it. I didn't think it was like that funny, but Ethan couldn't hold it. Well, it's because you were so specific. You said, "What if I was a double quarter pounder with cheese from McDonald's?" <laughs> Uh, Which yeah. you know is my favorite burger at McDonald's. <laughs> that was good. Oh, that's that was great. a good moment. I think that's one of the yeah. I was oh yeah that, that tickled me to death. I was laughing so hard. That's phenomenal. Caleb's favorite moments are where people think he's funny. <laughs> that's a fact. Okay, so maybe we could do uh, our favorite pick. Ethan has done. I I definitely think um, the lunchbox. Was one of yes. my favorite times with you, and I think it was, it was, was a it, short cast. That was a three of us, right? Three of us, yeah, yeah, it was a short cast that day, and it was like, um, God, just so beautiful and uh, surprising. I, I had no idea what to expect. I wanted Indian food for a week after that, um, and it was just, so, it was just such a beautiful film. That was a risky one because I hadn't seen that one. Right. Yeah. So I you, was. I did not know how that was going to go. Was it you that came for that? Yeah, it yeah. Was, was it three of us? Had you seen it? No. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty great. new. Yeah, it was. It's in the last five years, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ricky and I were there. Yeah. Man, the amount of respect <laughs> that I had for Ethan once I found out he loved as much as I did and picked Sunset for a Film Snobs <laughs> episode. Does I've never, I'd never, I've never known anyone who adored that movie like I did, and I thought maybe I was wrong, and then. That took me a while to I was love. like, Ethan gets this, we get each other. <laughs> yeah, that, man, that was a great one. Yeah, that's I a good time. Sunset. Mm. All right, what do you guys have to say about, oh wait, Ricky's got Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I was glad that you showed us, uh, there's two in particular that I hadn't seen before that you picked, and I think it was The Wailing, Mm. And uh, oh, journey yes. to the end of the world, or until oh, the until the world. end of the world. Until Another. The world. Those are the two. I was like, I was like, 
I don't know if I would have seen the whaling. And I was so glad I thought you picked the whaling and someone no. else picked house. No. Oh, okay. No, you didn't pick me. Ricky oh picked God. eyes wide shut. Yeah. Or, no, eyes wide shut. Yeah, yeah. Face without a face. <laughs> face without a face. New movie, Face Without a Face. Pretty great, guys. This is such a sweet movie. I love that face. <laughs> Did you, Kubrick, Kubrick. <laughs> did you choose um, Light Between Oceans? I did choose yeah, a Light Between was Oceans. Too. That was that one episode that was we did recording. at my... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's one where most of us cried. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I can't remember if all of us cried, but Man. I definitely cried. It's emotional for sure. As it was. Well, real quick before we move on to Ricky. Yeah, dude. I think one of my favorite episodes oh. um, is probably... I said this at our at the Kimball thing, mm-hmm. but the one with the the when we watched uh, one more time with feeling, mm-hmm. I thought that movie was just incredible, and our discussion was incredible. The discussion um, changed my entire outlook. I was like, I don't know what this film is about, and then we talked yeah. about it, and I was like, I am in. That was great. This was so good. But uh, but on more, on more of a like, um, not quite as heavy tone. Probably a close second. Is a recent episode. It's probably our episode on summer hours. Oh, so, so good, I right? thought that was such a fun, <laughs> light but like endearing kind of thing. What? It was because it was surprisingly like there was a lot of depth in it in our discussion. Yeah. It kind of got surprising. I feel like Caleb got really emotional on that yeah, discussion. I, I you got that. you you could relate to the film recently i remember you had some good insights of just like oh i hadn't thought of that with, yeah i like, just the family yeah know, the family that. and leaving and just like what's 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 good about this what's not so that was probably recently one of my favorite discussions as well mm. i also thought of a good moment when we watched passion jared was gone but mm. it was at prospect mm-hmm. and as it was starting you you ethan and caleb had like one of the biggest fights i'd ever seen <laughs> Like screaming at each other. It was half joking at uh, least, but you guys were like so loud that I think we had to restart the movie. <laughs> oh, I'm so curious what we were fighting either. about. I but then remember. the movie actually started, and then it was like I don't think anyone said a word. Out oh no! I, that thought, I thought what were you fighting about anyway? <laughs> They're burning people at the stake. Yeah, I yeah. can I can put my my stuff aside for a <laughs> Way to go, Caleb. Yeah. How to be the martyr in that situation. <laughs> Martyr. Ricky. Well, Ricky. Who's, got any, who's got anything to say about Ricky? No one? Okay. Well, the guy <laughs> Ricky's next shaking his own <laughs> Ricky keeps us on our toes. 100%. That eraser head pick came out of time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have known. Did it come out of time? Right. It's definitely not a no way. Like, I know, but like, I just, I, it slipped my mind completely. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times, like I'm like trying to keep up with Ricky on like, he's like I watched uh, climax. I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch climax. I was like, Why the hell did I watch that? Dude? I'm trying to think what the first movie I watched with Ricky was though. Pumpkin. Uh, you know what? I remember watching Waves with Ricky. No. Uncut gems. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he ate like all the popcorn. He devoured the popcorn. You, but, but if I remember correctly, you hadn't eaten anything all day. No, I hadn't. And that was the 
fourth movie I'd watched that day. What? And oh, that rings came a bell. From a Little Women viewing. Oh with Jared my God. That's right. Yes. Yes. And the two before that. And I had watched. Maybe it was the third. I at least watched Ex Machina earlier that day, and I wow. might have watched something else. Wow. That was, was when Ricky was on a tear. Yeah. Was ravenous. He was on a tear, ravenous. and he devoured the popcorn. Just. <laughs> It was incredible. Then within like 10 minutes. So then he runs and gets the refill. <laughs> he gets the refill and comes back. And he, I think he was, he had, he had quenched the, 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 the deep hunger. And then he kind of ate at a normal pace. <laughs> quenched the deep hunger. Yeah. The deep what hunger. wasn't incredible is how I felt after a game. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Of course, who could forget filming Midnight Sun? Mm. Oh, yes. I, I had some flashbacks today messing around with the gimbal at your mm. place, Ricky. Mm. What, a, what a wild couple months that was of rehearsal. And then the day before rehearsal of me falling and breaking the gimbal and having to, <laughs> you know, take extra parts and put pieces together. Um, it all and, worked out. And it all worked out. Yeah. I was going to say, I stubbed I just my toe remember. on uh, I stubbed my toe on my coffee table the other day, and I was like, oh, man, the days when we uh, stubbed our toes every, <laughs> oh, every, right. single, every single time we tried to move. Because we had to move so fast. Oh my god! There and was then one, we kept slipping. There was one take. I wouldn't trade it for anything. There, no, oh, I had a blast. But there was one, there was one take where I had to like quickly go from my scene to another scene, and I had to take off my my hood really quick because I wouldn't have been able to see where I was going, yeah. I was going through 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 like a field. And I like, and I'm like, God damn it! My you zipped your hair off. Oh. Like I ripped a chunk of my oh, hair no. off. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to like run. And I was like, but it was a it was a blast. I had such I had such a good time on that, on yeah. that shoot. Well, I can't tell so you guys fun. how much I appreciate y'all helping out. Yeah, yeah it was great. <laughs> so it was truly a team effort. So fun. Yeah, I, I, we made twelve people look like sixty. <laughs> I did plan on dressing up with you guys, but I wasn't what? so much of a. Oh, the madness yeah. turmoil that day I didn't find the, the chance to that would have been and hearing your guys right. experiences I'm kind of glad yeah. sure. oh, right. so sorry you needed your full capacity <laughs> right and we needed you looking different from us so we knew where to look when we needed <laughs> right I remember when I first met Ricky I really was impressed with his style mm. just like oh Very much. wow look at that he always ha- what do you mean he always has good style like to the I day. know that's about when I met him okay <laughs> That was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> I actually had awful style. Was that he had good style. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really fun. I think I appreciate. I appreciate what I. Why I remember the Denver Visit Company thing so well, is because I thought you were great at asking questions hmm. and being a conversationalist. Because hmm. I was very much new to the whole group and new to anyone that that was there. So I, I'm always like, I don't want to like overwhelm the conversation i just want to like take it in but i don't want to just sit here and like an idiot <laughs> you know like you do <laughs> like you but you were really do. good about like engaging me and asking me questions i was like oh wow this guy this guy's a really deep guy he thinks a lot he's got a lot a lot going on in the brain there which made me really curious then to ask you about your life and what you're thinking about and and then your commitment i think to the to the movie that you shot last summer 
was like whoa mm. like a lot of people talk about doing stuff like that right but a lot, a lot of people won't do what it takes to make that happen so i think i really was encouraged by your commitment and even to see you do that's like this is actually possible you know it's like i think it made it motivated me to like yeah. really finish writing that short film i was mm. working on i even started another one wow so just to see you do stuff like that really motivated me to create as well and i think that's part of that's what it praise. means to be human and made in god's image is to create and so yeah, i love that you're, you're committed to doing that and pursuing that even when it's difficult and you're not sure on timing but your commitment to still um look to that but still be present and engage with people i think is really really amazing mm. i'm gonna cry ricky's gonna cry over here dude do you remember when Hi, we ricky I don't remember where we met. Uh, yes, actually. Uh, I don't either. We did it. It was like in passing. Halloween party? Halloween party. Because okay. it was like a year before I actually became friends with any of you. Yeah. But I Pretty just sure remember now. your costume was why. You were was Hall- it Hello Queen? You were Hello Queen. Oh my God. I met you and you were a Visco girl. Yeah, you were a Visco girl. <laughs> that was the next year. Well, I think that's... I think that's no, no. The, 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 that was when we were already good friends with Ricky. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually met... You at the Halloween, not it was a it was a Christmas cookie party, yes! and me and you were making like weird, like upsetting, like oh, spooky yeah. cookies. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. You, well, I, made it, it, I made an antichrist. Yeah, you made an antichrist. Oh my gosh! <laughs> at Christmas. He made, I mean, come on, man. He made the star, like, you know, the little happy yellow star. He made it like a pentagram. Like, <laughs> oh, that's right. It was a pentagram. It was a pentagram. Um, yeah. That is funny. This guy. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh. We're using a lot of the black frosting. Anyways, before we get to Eric's poem, I don't know how we became friends, Ricky. Poem, You're going to top us all. But it felt very natural. My fiance says this about you. Of not Nothing against you guys, but like of all my friends... Ricky's the one who's easiest for her to talk to because he has that perfect balance of, like you were saying, listening um, and asking questions, but then also talking to fill in the time that's not like over much. Mm. Um, so really appreciate about that that about you. And then like Ethan said, I think of the film snobs. You're like the artist of us. Mm. Like we're all the yep. critics. And you're the actual artist. <laughs> yeah. um, and if anyone's gonna make it in the movie industry, if any of us, it's probably gonna right. be right. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'll be also, the I'll be the key grip. <laughs> you're also really humble about your art, and you ask for a lot of input. Ricky came by earlier today. He wrote a short. And what he like just wanted to show it to me and ask my opinion. He's like, be harsh on it. So I just love the mm. like. Jared tore to shreds. He literally he just literally he got he like he finished it. He set it down. He left the room, <laughs> and he came back carrying one of those like trash cans with a shredder on top, and he just dropped it in. Well, that was harsh. I told you to be harsh. Yep. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Are we doing uh, for like favorite uh, like uh, film snob movie moment that we did? Oh yeah, with I mean, Ricky. Obviously, I mean, and Rick. By the way, Ricky's gonna be my groomsman, so that shows you how much I love him. Um, yeah, Chunking Express. Obviously, oh. that was out of control. Oh, and he was in Hawaii the whole time Lord. trying to corral us over yeah. uh, Discord. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, that was wild. Not working. Was it did not wild. work. That's I mean, still one of my favorite episodes. That was madness. <laughs> the Cats episode, too. Always. Oh, my God. Especially because I didn't know that was happening, and it just dropped. And I was like, 
what the hell is this? And I didn't know anybody had access to the anchor. And it was just like, Ricky's like, hey, guys. And it's like, make a nine-minute episode all by himself. And that was the same, that was the same, like, with his cats. That was the same Christmas break where Ricky and I made the Bachelorette episode. Yes, mm. that was the one before it. So yeah. Ricky's been there for all the surreal moments. Of oh, the- my mm. God. The true snob theater. <laughs> I, I still, I think one of Ricky's picks that I really... Um, love is a strong word, but that I really thought was just over the top, but in the best way is just when we watched House. Yes, easily a top. That's but that was Eric's pick. That was Eric's like, no, pick. But, but Ricky was so happy to watch that movie, mm. and I was so. I think because I think I associate that with you because yeah. you have that shirt. That I do shirt. have that shirt. I mean, I, I was like one I saw. I was like, we I do think Ricky and I pressured Eric into picking. Oh, I, I was one of those like. That's why I keep saying I pick my movie. I'm like, you guys should pick this other movie. Yeah, you, you, do, you do that a lot. You do that a lot. I remember it specifically, like the way you guys were like telling me to like pick it. It was like a good Halloween pick, and I was like, okay, I'm down. Like it's an Asian kind of like you it's know, great. it's like they do horror really well. And we start watching it, and I'm like, what in the actual hell are we watching, guys? This is. Way out of left field for what I thought it was going to be, and we're all laughing and we're having such a good time, and it is hilarious, but also really creepy and oh, parts yeah. are very gory, and it's just like, man, it's what a what a wild, wild. I was gonna say that was probably one of my. Eric, I well. think it's um poem well, time. Well, I think it's on. poem time. It's not a poem, damn it. It's just prose. If it's not a haiku, <laughs> then I want nothing to do with you. I was yeah. going <laughs> to say, say one of my favorite um, movies that we did that we, we don't have anymore was when we watched uh, Angel Egg. Uh, Angel's Egg. Angel's Egg. Angel's Egg. Angel's Egg. And I remember that being one of the first things that we watched. That's a lost episode. Because that, that was the animation. Oh, that is a lost mm-hmm. episode. And Ricky was... So it's it's still on your top four, right? Yeah, it's maybe close to Ethan at this point, where it's just like one I feel like is underappreciated. So it's up there. Yeah, and it speaks to like my love of animation, but right. probably not the top four, but like top twenty. Right, me. right. But yeah, just just seeing you like so passionate about it, I was like, wow, he is like all in on this movie. And like sometimes I'll make a pick for film snobs because I think it's interesting or I I kind of like it, but. The amount of passion that you bring to like your picks sometimes are just like, yeah. I say sometimes because we did watch MXP, so <laughs> <laughs> that was a pick of passion too. Whatever. We love that MXP. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. Hey, one of my friends so listened to the angry. Twilight episode this week, and they're like, "That was fun." <laughs> How <laughs> funny! Twilight. Twilight. Oh a friend, God, she, was, she was recovering bad. from LASIK surgery, and she's like, "We." She and her husband were like, we listened to the Twilight episode since we couldn't watch anything, and it was great. <laughs> I, I don't remember anything we said in that episode. That's when we talked about decapitations, and yeah. that's all I Didn't we have guests on that? Did we have a guest? We did. Did we? Did we? Did we? Because I felt like Didn't that was just Didn't we have Sarah and Austin? Yeah. Mm. Oh. I was they just was proud of myself for dinner that night. That's all I know. Oh, that was a steak night. Yeah, oh, that was the steak night. Oh, yeah. We had a couple over. Yeah. Austin and Sarah. Oh, it was Austin Sarah? Yeah, the couple. I thought it was a different Mike, they, yeah, they, they had a couple, couple from, from, from okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a good one. Eric, right. I want the poem. Oh, my God. Fine. <laughs> okay. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things I will miss about Ricky. You are an integral and driving reason why we began the podcast in the first place. 
Your passion for films and films that were outside my regular viewing opened an entirely new world of cinema to me. Your love of Asian cinema and culture is something I found myself wanting to see and experience more. Your love of films and messages that they had to tell us also caused me to think about films deeper and richer and more three-dimensionally. You led me down a path of beauty and artistic value within video games, <laughs> which led me to playing Hellblade, a compelling and stunning example of how video games can be stunning art form. Ricky, you moving to Oregon is sad and a huge blow for the snobs, uh, but we know that wherever you walk, you enrich, challenge, and befriend with your wacky, wild, and infectious soul. You will be greatly missed, if you don't mind, We'll keep it jibbity on the pod. <laughs> if you don't mind. And always remember. If you don't mind. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ethan, that was those are too much. Ethan and Ricky, forever founding members of Film. Forever. Oh, wow. Forever. 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 Founding friends. Oh. oh. FFF. FFF. <laughs> Do you guys have anything nice to say about me? Not no. You <laughs> never. <laughs> Uh, guys, I love you all so much. Uh, Same. And I mean it. So sad. Yeah. I mean it this time. <laughs> <laughs> this time? <laughs> what did you mean all the other times? I didn't. <laughs> it's I'm almost joking. like if good men band together, we can do everything we can to stop all the evil men who band together. Mm, let's yes. go fly in some clouds. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Um, right. I guess that leaves nothing but... Bond of the week. I got a pick. I'm ready. Yeah, go. It's ahead. my friend Ethan. Hey! <laughs> I'd watch Ethan as James Bond. <laughs> Ethan, now who are you gonna pick? Um, I'm gonna pick um Richard. Welcome. <laughs> Can we go. both be James Bond? I think we <laughs> need we need a young a hip. The thing about Ricky is he has a style mm-hmm. yeah. to easily be a James Bond. Yeah. Yep. I'm British. He's, he's <laughs> I'm not British. British. He could pass as British. I'm from Liverpool, love. <laughs> no, I'm from Wickhamshire. <laughs> I think if Ricky really really wanted to, he could pull off the, like the brooding, tortured look really well. Okay. Um, so is I that think- not what he pulls off all the time? No. Whoa. Oh, actually, he, 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 he just threw his emo. He hair gives on. more like I'm cute vibes. You mm. know what I mean? <laughs> See, you. like that. Like a little ducky. <laughs> Toots the dwarfs vibes. He's a ducky. He's a ducky. He's a ricky. Who's a ducky? Who is my pick? Oh man. My, <laughs> I guess it has to be Jerry. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know who my pick is? Huh. Javier Bourdain. <laughs> Javier Bourdain is a Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. Javier oh, Bourdain. 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 I meant to say Javier. Already dead. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Caleb. I didn't. I didn't choose you. Jared, who's yours? Um, I didn't finish it yet, but I watched the first half of Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And is it good? It's delightful. I and I have a friend. Leslie Manville, who is also in. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caleb. He was, um, he was hoping you would reciprocate. Did you want me to say you? <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to. Here's the thing. You you have some great quality for an actor, but you're more of a character actor than a leading man. 
Really? Because yeah. I, I think, I think if, you, if you give me the, the opportunity, <laughs> I could prove myself. Okay, give me a scene and I'll do. Um, Stay firm. Do, um, do, um, what's a good leading man? Uh, who's a good leading man? Name me a le- any leading man, you guys. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, do Leonardo DiCaprio from Titanic painting Kate Winslet. Okay. <laughs> Ethan, take off your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you're already, like, almost in the position where you're, like, laying down. And, uh, one of your French uh, girls. Although you're on the shade lounge, so you should maybe... Uh, I should get on that. You should maybe be the one. Yeah, to take you're right. Your, I don't uh, mind. I can take my shirt off. I've done it multiple times this month. That was that's great. fine. I'll be Q. <laughs> Or M. You look like a Q. I could be a Q. You could be nah, a Q. you could be James Bond. You got the hair. QT. <laughs> I can see you shooting people. Yeah. Caleb's hair. Brooding British. Ricky. You know, yeah, I bet if you combine all of us, you could be a good James Bond. That would be okay, a nightmare. The next James Bond, we, let's go write up a proposal right now yep. to whatever studio owns James Bond. And uh, every scene we swap out. <laughs> As James Bond, <laughs> or we do like an amalgamation deep fake where they film all five of us doing the oh. scene, and they can just <coughs> bring us That's all crazy. together. That's crazy. That would be cool. Anyway, Jared, you're talking about this. Mrs. Harris, Harris goes, goes to Paris. Paris. Oh, <laughs> Ethan's like, I want to hear about. I'm like, I'm still not. Yeah. Yeah, Leslie Mansville, who's uh, the sister in Phantom Thread, she's just so delightful, warm, and charming. I think she'd make a wonderful James Bond. Oh wow! She <laughs> would save the world, not with her guns and with her, um, like. Violence, but with her charm and just being a nice lady, I think spies would respond to that. <laughs> being a nice lady, yeah, that'll be a lady. <laughs> being a nice, lady. like she just all she wants is a Christian Dior dress. Is that too much to ask for a cleaning lady? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> you were gonna say something about Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I had a friend that watched that and texted me like, "We need to go watch this movie. It's the best movie I've ever seen in my whole life." Really? Whoa! Yeah, it's super good so far. Like oh, I'm okay. in. Okay. Wow. Was that? Okay. Who texted you that? Friend. Someone I know, like an abs person. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so Caleb, Caleb quit being so <laughs> snoopy. It was, I'm nosy. I'm a snoopy little. I'm, I'm a nosy little Nelly. Which you know what that is a characteristic of. James Bond because he's always spying. <laughs> so, all right, we're all going, right. we'll wrap it up, guys. Thank yes. you for listening to our love fest. Go watch War and Peace. Thank you. Go, um, right, go, go uh, tell these guys. Go watch Ethan. Ricky and Ethan, Goodbye. a text or an email and say you love them. No, thanks, guys. Mm-mm. We love you guys. Don't be messed. I'm going to go home Bye. and cry now. <laughs> Eric, cue, uh, Let's my eat some cake. On by, do you want my heart will go on or time to say goodbye? Which would you Welcome rather Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to play? Ricky wants to be played out with Welcome to Hell, Ethan. What do you want to um, be played out with get, after Welcome to Hell? Can we get Jesus Take the Wheel? Oh, by Karen Underwood. Okay. All right, well, we'll go from Welcome to Hell. Layer them over each other. You know that I Describe war and peace more than welcome to hell. <laughs> you could throw some formation by Beyonce on the back end there. That would be kind of fun. And then while that's playing, got hot sauce in my back sweat. It's their ass. They get to do what they want. Alright, I'll do it. I'll do it. Alright. Alright. We're done. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Sauce in my bag. Swag. Swag.